Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. So this is episode eight zero. Man, it's been a journey, uh, and uh, week number twelve, I believe, for Life at Sea Part Two. Uh, just about reaching the fag end of my time here. Couple of uh, weeks more, and be uh, time to head back. As things stand, it's uh, about it's sixteen hundred hours at UTC plus eight. That's uh, Malaysian time zone, and seventy five hundred nautical miles, give or take a few. Seventy five hundred miles later, we are finally going to reach our destination. I can't even. When did we start? We started on the fourteenth of August, I believe, which was uh, departure from Point Wa. <clears throat> And then uh, we had that stop at Cape Town to pick up that one crew member. I talked about it at length. And then uh, since then we've just been chugging along all this uh, while. And yesterday, for the first time in like 21 days, I saw land for the first time. And it was one of the tiny islands of Indonesia. And uh, that's when you uh, cut in to the uh, Malacca Straits and you finally descend, uh, change your. A direction from northeasterly to a southeasterly cut, so that's a big deviation. But you suddenly greeted to pristine waters, beautiful mountains on uh, on your starboard side, initially, and uh, to my surprise, a horde of dolphins. Madness! I mean, the ocean suddenly just uh, turned calm and uh, mostly flat, barring a few waves here and there. So our wake, the wake that the ship creates in the in the open water, you you could see it for miles and miles, and there were dolphins just riding those waves and just like jumping up and down, and they would jump off the crest and linger. Hang their hang time was next level. I think that's the uh, correct term, hang time. And I don't see why it's just for the sheer joy of it. It was such a such an such an experience to just witness all of this, you know. Animals having fun. It's just, it's it was funny. It was beautiful. It was it was just a treat to watch. Managed to get a few good uh, pictures and uh, videos, but I was I was all the way up on F deck, so they were not that clear compared to last time. I believe it was where was I? I think it was uh, somewhere in the North Sea where we had dolphins right next to our ship, and that's when we were doing like ten percent uh compared to what we were doing yesterday which is about 55 rpm and uh, about 15 and a half knots but uh, yeah looks like we made it as it stands i'm looking at the program right now as it stands it's still 183 nautical miles away that's uh, going to be uh 6 o'clock pilot in the morning tomorrow and 7 o'clock berthing as well and uh, good old tangent pelapas so then i uh which reminds me i uh, did a little calculation so this port anjing pelapas it's very common you end up hitting it twice uh, on one journey uh, once on your way up towards china and then once on your way back towards africa twice so assuming roughly let's say if i hit it four times a year and i've been hitting it four times a year give or take and then i've been sailing for about you know 10 years how's it been four times we do two trips yeah about four times yeah but i think it was eight times anyway so twice every contract two contracts per year four times a year 10 years of sailing that's about 40 times i've been to this port 40 times 
and it just uh, my brother calls it my tortuga <laughs> so yeah anyway so we're going to be there a lot of uh, activities planned but since we're on our way up it's not going to be that uh, long a port stay we're going to have some small amount of bunkers being taken in uh small amount of stores and spares lots of stores and spares actually because we missed our last shipment since we had just come out of triadoc and of course uh we have an uh, ism audit coming up and then the, these guys are going to come and check uh if we are in compliance of our company procedures external audit that is so that's going to keep things busy in addition we have a few repairs as well one of the sigma pipes on unit number 5 of the main engine is developing a tiny leak so we plan to replace it and these are the second generation sigma pipes which are the straightest ones and these are the ones which have leaked the most on almost all the ships on our way and uh, on our way here i mean last couple of days it gets a bit tricky because if you have a malfunction now if you something happens then you're really you really have a time crunch compared to if you have a malfunction earlier in the trip because you have time to catch up you just increase your speed and you catch up but towards the end if you're already going a uh, high speed and then something happens and you have a slow down or a whatever the uh, it, it does kind of put pressure on you to uh, get going as soon as possible and we did have two incidents uh, to begin with uh, the first was number 2 unit sigma pipe developed a small leak it wasn't as bad at first it would just trigger the uh, leakage alarm uh, every couple of hours so we decided to fabricate a kind of a funnel and uh, hose and carry all that leakage to the overflow tank where we can pump it back into the system so we don't lose oil uh as per the soundings we did end up losing like 300 liters of uh, fuel oil it's not that much but uh, it's still considerable in the grand scheme of things but uh and then towards the end and i left some instructions with people to check every couple of hours to see if the leak worsens and then i got a call at about 9:40 in the night where uh, i got a call from the chief and he says it's uh, it's become really bad i don't think we can survive the night he said So I went down had a look it was really bad it was gushing at this point and it's a good thing that we had changed over because that would have filled up the oily bilge tank uh, fairly quickly so we decided to take action and uh, get rid of this problem right away rather than hope for the best so what we had to do was we had to reduce our rpm we were doing i think 60 at the time so we came down to about uh, 50 rpm uh, full ahead cut out that unit and here's the important bit that nobody tells you you have to simulate the exhaust temperature on that unit to a manual reading if you don't do that you'll get an exhaust deviation alarm and the engine slows down anyway i mean it uh, it's a whole thing so you simulate your exhaust you cut out the unit and then you proceed to work so initially the chief's plan was sweet tighten the pipe some more and then check if the leak is uh, as has you know if the leak reduced if or if it gets better uh, personally the kind of leakage i was seeing i wasn't entirely convinced with this plan but he's the boss you can't uh, you know got to do his bidding and that made things worse for us because we tightened it more and then after it didn't stop the leak didn't change we had to uh, then remove the pipe so it had to and again the top one obviously you have a lot of room you have a lot of space but the bottom one and these are the these are not the latest generation of the engines the latest ones you have the sigma pipe going on top of the uh, fuel pump and that's a lot easier to access you can uh, 
it's it's no big deal but this one goes into the side and then you have all kinds of pipes and you have frames and you you can't get this panel in position it's a whole thing and the fact that we tightened it even more made it even more difficult to remove it so we cut out the fuel and then we let the thing drain and immediately as soon as we removed the uh, coupling uh, we realized it's a crack in the pipe so we let it drain then we removed it and then the new pipe was there was a there was a brand new pipe sitting on the shelf i figured we should just use it clean it up got some uh, uh, copper slip on the threads and the and the o-ring installed it tightened it uh, opened fuel again and bob's your uncle perfectly fine no problem at all uh that was one the second bit was uh towards the last couple of days the current and the swell completely changed direction it does happen and the heat kicked in immediately almost immediately and boy oh boy did it kick in it became really hot really quickly and suddenly people were scrambling to turn up the acs and crank up the temperatures and whatever and we had we were running engine room fans at 75% we had to crank it all the way up to 95% because it was just too hot and this there's just no breeze and you're just standing there not doing anything in the engine room and just just like pouring buckets so and then later on what's after the current change we have we have, we end from doing 15 and a half 16 knots to 17 and a half knots straight up so that was that was way too fast we were catching up uh, fairly quickly so we reduced rpm and then we had to take the steam turbine off we had done some uh, changes to the number 3 generator that was running in parallel with the uh, steam turbine as you recall we still have that uh, problem with the governor but as soon as the steam turbine came off the frequency and the rpm fluctuated all over the place chief had the good sense of starting another generator it didn't come on load uh, that quickly number 3 tripped and we had a blackout and then uh, then number 1 kicked in almost after a couple of seconds and yeah i think by this time we've uh, become so used to having these trips and blackouts that uh, we all knew what to do uh, reset everything started the pumps again fuel pumps cooling water pumps uh, lubrication pumps circulation pumps for the exhaust gas boiler got everything going reset everything put the breakers upright and uh, yeah got going again and uh, yeah i and uh, chief chief was controlling these things manually uh, the number 3 generator and steam turbine and he said above uh, let's say 60% load or 1000 kilowatts the governor is just not responsive it just does not take load more than 1000 and at that time our load was about 1100 kilowatts so that's what happened and we pulled up some uh, trends on the econis computer uh yeah it's it dipped in rpm and then we it, it uh, had a blackout and then the rpm went up to 1000 and then it came down it was uh, weird so yeah the governor is still misbehaving and the instructions that we were sent from the office or the maker have not entirely worked chief now wants to strip the uh, governor see what's wrong with it and uh, give it a test see what happens and anyway and yeah saturday night was a bingo night me not sorry not bingo night we had a barbecue and that's it good amount of food the guy made some epic cupcakes i mean it was just insane really really good cupcakes and uh, yeah and also i forgot to mention this we had a table tennis tournament going on last week uh, we would have 
an IPL style of uh, one everyone plays against each other and then you have a semi-final and a final like a playoff style whatever and uh, my team I had the I had the electrician cadet with me and uh, this guy uh, he's got no experience with table tennis and just uh, kind of followed my lead and then we uh, uh, basically uh, won the tournament so got $50 each as uh, the cash prize the final game was very interesting because they had a game plan. They wanted to target my backhand and they wanted to keep me at my toes because my partner's service was quite weak and they would just, uh, you know, step up and attack the serve. And they would go either side, this to my right or to my left, and I would have very little time to respond. And uh, we lost the first game. It was a best of three. We lost the first game, but we won the next two. And uh, yeah, we, we won the prize. That would have been a great upset because... While the other team were not that good, they had a good plan and they kind of, uh, they did, they worked it out quite well. So it was a, it was a tough game. People had uh, bets going on after we lost. We were the favorites to win the tournament because we weren't defeated till the final. But after we lost that first set, it was, bets were <laughs> up and running. But uh, yeah, we did win some money. So that was good, good times. And uh, that's about it. Uh couple of weeks more to go 25th is the scheduled sign off as I've been telling you uh, next week looks pretty pretty normal we're going to leave on the 5th itself we reach at 7 in the morning and we sail out by 7 in the night 12 hour port stay and uh, it's going to be crazy crazy hectic let's see what happens and how things proceed following that we have a uh, one week trip up the coast to China in Xiamen where uh, it's going to be there on the 12th, midnight of the 12th, basically. So we have some work planned in uh, Xiamen as well. We have a full day in Xiamen, but uh, some of these ports, they end up, uh, you end up getting delayed and stuff. So the schedule might shift around a bit, couple of days here, couple of days there. The required speed uh, as of now is 11.9 knots from, uh, from TPP to Xiamen. That's uh, about a half ahead, so we might be able to run the EGB, but definitely no steam turbine this time, and that means no generator number three either. So that's, I'm okay with that. I, I really don't care. It's fine as long as uh, you don't black out anymore. Had enough of that. Alrighty then. So a couple more weeks to go. Do uh, push in those uh, listener questions. So uh, if you have anything you need to know, if you have anything you want me to answer, uh, hit me up. I will gladly do my best and uh, yep, I will catch you on the next one. See ya.